Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's move before they raise the pocket. 
start our show. Um, today we are doing a special show. Welcome to uh, Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio and the Unique Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. Um, this is Holly Steffi and um, I have my co-host from New York with me, Spencer Drake, who is a vinyl um, creator of so many different things in vinyl and knows about it. We have some experts today um, with us. Um, that are going, we're going to be talking about the return of vinyl and record store day. Um, hopefully Michael Kurtz calls back in. And uh, with that, I just want to let everyone know that this show will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And with that, let me bring Spencer and Larry and Brian into the studio. And everybody has such a great story to tell about their involvement in vinyl and creation and all these amazing uh, educational type things that they're doing. So, um, Spencer, are you there? Yeah, hi, Al. Yeah. Hi. So um, let's go ahead and talk about, um, you know, everything that's going on today. And uh, I'm going to introduce uh, Larry and Brian also. And they have special uh, events that they've done involved with vinyl as well. So we could talk a little bit about that. So um, why don't you go ahead and, uh, Larry, why don't you and Brian both, uh, why don't you each introduce yourself and tell each other a little bit about what each of you have done, because I know Spencer's involved in uh, one of your events, well, both of your events, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so let's this go is for Larry. it. Yeah. Um, I actually met Brian and Spencer around the same time, which was like around 1999 or so, uh, when I was editing a magazine called Media Line, and uh, it was a CD and DVD production uh, trade publication, uh, Brian was uh, mm-hmm. with a, uh, a hardware manufacturing company at the time. Um, Spencer, um, I had interviewed for an article, um, you know, about his career, but 
I remember one of the first times we met was at um, an LP show, ironically enough. Yeah. Uh, you remember that, Spencer? <laughs> yeah, I do, Larry. And, and, That's and, great, yeah. And I, and I wrote about, and I wrote about that. Um, it was an art exhibit about the great album covers. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also around the same time that I first uh, learned about Alex Steinway. So I didn't see him at that, that event. But right. um, so, so I guess my point is that, you know, even though CDs ruled back, you know, over 20 years ago, um, you know, the LP never really went away. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no doubt. No, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, Brian speaking here. When, when I kind of started in the business, um, you know, vinyl was something that was existing, but I kind of got into the business around the time when cassettes were really making, we'll say, an incline into the business, and it was eroding away, uh, we'll say, the vinyl business. So in some respects, you could say that the cassettes were killing vinyl um, for a very long time, and then we saw the evolution into CD and DVD and all these other digital products, and that's where I've kind of worked for, we'll say, the last many years. Um, Back in the day when I met Larry, yes, I was working with a hardware manufacturer, but then we also created a a trade show, which was called MediaTek. And MediaTek was uh, a celebration of manufacturing of all types of physical media. Uh, But it really started following a path of CD and DVD. So it's a real pleasure to be circling back, be actually before I kind of came back into the business, into a format mm-hmm. that is really coming into such, we'll say, uh, we'll say, such a great growth pattern as compared to where we're seeing, we'll say, some of the other physical products these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, why don't you, uh, Brian, why don't you mention, let's talk about making vinyl event and how you and Larry are involved and. In, I'm, in ju- I'm involved with the judging area with Larry, but why don't you tell us about the event that just happened? Yeah, um, we'll say making vinyl was something that uh, was really in the back of my mind for a number of years, um, where I wanted to bring together, we'll say, the entire value chain to celebrate the renaissance or the resurgence of the media. Um, and one of the companies that I work with right now is, is Colonial Purchasing. So we, uh, we purchase quite a bit of, we'll say, of the raw materials uh, that go into the CD and uh, DVDs uh, collectively for a lot of different replication companies um, based in the United States and Europe. And um, we'll say within that group, some of those CD DVD manufacturers are also, we'll say record pressing manufacturers as well. And one of those uh, companies is rainbow records out in LA and Steve Sheldon and I, you know, uh, we work pretty closely together. And I kept on going to Steve saying, Hey Steve, wouldn't it be great if we could put this event together? And Steve kept on saying, Hey, just be patient. There'll be the time, but right now is not the time. So Finally, the time was, we'll say, back in November. We, we, we uh, were able to kind of pull it all together. And uh, we did it, we'll say, um, as a, an event where we could bring the industry together. And um, we'll say it was um, something bigger than we actually kind of expected because the, the event that we did in November was um, in Detroit, Um, And everything that we were kind of estimating at that time was, well, you know, if we can pull in 75 to 100 people to talk about vinyl, 
and vinyl pressing and how we can get, we'll say, other companies interested into pressing, we'll say, vinyl, uh, that's, that's not too bad. Well, you know, when we made the first announcement, we got pretty much 75 people that registered the first day. Um, and as we that's got great. closer, the, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, the, the event really kind of blew up and we had nearly 300 people. Um, what helped about doing it in Detroit uh, was – uh, the fact that we also will say as one of our partners was uh, Third Man Pressing, which is owned by Jack White. Um, and we approached Jack with the idea of kind of connecting the event with his, what he's doing in his facility. And he was like really down with it. So that, that helped. And, and of course, in a partner in our event is Record Store Days, uh, uh, Record Store Day, um, which uh, Michael's really on the line too, the by the way. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. bring Michael. Oh, I'm gonna bring Michael in real quick, but I want I want you to continue that intro, thought because you're because Brian, that your event sounds great, but I think we have uh, Michael calling in. Let me just make sure, okay. and then I want you to finish that thought, Brian. Michael, is that you? It is me. Hello. Hey. <laughs> welcome. We were talking hey, about record store day. Brian was so welcome to the show, guys. Um, Michael Kurtz with Record Store Day, and we're going to be talking to him too. But Brian, I'm Michael. I'm so glad you're here. But Brian, what were you saying about Record Store Day and uh, about your event? You want to finish that thought, and then we'll go into uh, what Michael has. Oh to yeah, say? well, absolutely. Well, it's it's kind of like a prelude into introducing Michael. So I'm glad you're actually there, Michael, to be yeah talking <laughs> yeah. about Record Store Day itself. We all but, are. Uh, yeah, with a, without, we'll say, the, the tremendous support that we got uh, from, we'll say, if we didn't get the support that we would have gotten from Michael, um, it, it probably wouldn't have happened because it really kind of validated the fact that what we were doing is something really real and we were really serious about it. So it was been great to be able to work with Michael and the folks at Record Store Day and it's also great that we're working together to produce the next edition, which will be back in Detroit um, to get at uh, the Western Hotel on the 1st and 2nd of October. Fantastic. Are we, is everybody there? Larry, are you there? Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, one and- thing about um, with Michael and uh, Michael and I went to breakfast around this time of last year. And the funny wow. thing is, I don't think either one of us you know, dreamt that we were going to be doing a conference that November. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Brian's, Brian's right about how this came about. I mean, I, I, I think I was bugging in 2012 that we should do a, a conference <laughs> on vinyl. And, and mm-hmm. it was, um, and then Steve, as he said, Steve Sheldon from Rainbow Records was always saying, well, you know, time's not right, time's not right. And then somehow in May or June, all of a sudden the planets lined up and we realized that we are going to do this. And then, That's you know, fantastic. And then, you know, yeah, and then as Brian said, Michael was on board, you know, and, and thought it was a great concept. And, it was, you know, we all wanted to... Um, achieve the same thing, celebrate the birth of a, a global industry. Um, right. And, and one of the things that really bothered me was the uh, mainstream media, they would say, yeah, there's a comeback, but then they would use numbers that just didn't reflect what was really going on in the marketplace. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. I did some research, and actually I had written an article the previous year for the audiophile voice that right. talked about how um, the methodology of um, how they calculated vinyl sales was out of whack, and it was like an estimate at best, a guesstimate. It was not based on, on what was really going on. And then, you know, as I got to know Michael and Record Store Day, I realized that 80% of the, of the stores that participate in Record Store Day weren't reporting into, you know, Nielsen SoundScan, which is what the mainstream media kept on reporting, you know. Right. So, oh, wow. So it was almost, it almost mm-hmm. I mean, this conference almost became like a mission to, you know, to really <laughs> shine a light on what was really going on in the industry. Michael, tell us about Record Store Day. Yeah, we're so uh, excited, and I put the website up for that, too, by the good, way. It's such good, a great good. event. Yeah. Absolutely. Welcome to the show, Michael. Well, I'd like to, uh, thank you. Glad to be here. I'd like to start by uh, quoting Daryl McDaniels, who came to address us at Making Vinyl. The, 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 quote that he, the thing that he said that stuck in my mind was that uh, music succeeds where politics and religion fail. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm. that's it right there. That's, that's, that's why... Is. We all do this, and why we all have almost like a spiritual, you know, need to do it, and that's why vinyl has taken off, and Record Store Day tapped into that by accident. We didn't plan on it to be about vinyl. We really just wanted to do it about music and record stores. But then um, when we launched it with Metallica, um, you know, and they said we want to repress all our records on vinyl, we're like, oh, that's cool, you know. Let's do it. Awesome. New new vinyl again. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we did some seven inches and a few things. I think there was like about 10 or 20 pieces we did that first year. About $70,000 worth of product, uh, records that were sold. And, um, you know, this year we broke all sales records for uh, since they've been recording. Wow. Uh, you wow. know, records of sales for the most vinyl sold in one day. Records, so they that's fantastic. Some, you know, that's like, yeah. I don't know, like $20, $30 million in records or something. And, that, and then what Larry's saying is true. That's just reported sales. That's not really what the whole picture, because a lot of these, these guys that run record stores, if, if you know them, they're an odd bunch, and not of them, a lot, all of them are into computers and whatnot. I mean, it's, and they don't think up to other people. <laughs> they want to be on their own, in their own space. So, you know, that's, but I, I want to know, bring up something started. that uh, Larry brought into the show also. Uh, the uh, I want to talk about it, Larry. The Alex Awards or what is being changed into the Making Vinyl Awards. Uh, th- and I want to tell you about uh, my input a little bit here because I, I had the honor of judging those awards, which was all vinyl. And then I was judging the Grammys this year. And, and I noticed that the Grammys had a lot of vinyl entries you know and yeah, and yeah. i noticed also this is this is something that's very important that people should know these packaging a lot of them were very intricate packaging this was not like front and back cover this was special almost looking like special packaging you know and which meant to me in my mind that there's a budget here you know that people are paying for special packaging. The other thing I learned from other judges in the big record companies that were judging with me were that they all had vinyl on their A-list for production, that this was major in all the major record companies, you know? So that's important to know, right? Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. You know, part of it is, mm-hmm. 
the, the packaging is elaborate and gorgeous, and the quality of the records has actually even surpassed what it was back in the 70s and 80s. So Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole different ball, ball game now. Well, you know, yeah, it, it you has know, to be better because it, because it's a deluxe product now. It costs, you yeah, know, on average, finally. $25 for a new new record. So packaging is very, very key to that. You know um, what I want to ask, Spencer Michael? Was, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We cut out out there for a second. What were you saying, oh, yeah, Spencer, yeah, uh, about no, Spencer? I was just going to say what Spencer was saying about the Grammy Awards. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very interesting that the two packaging Grammy Awards were basically uh, predicted by the Alex Awards in the sense that mm-hmm. the best box set Alex Award was the Voyager, um, the Carl Sagan uh, record uh, yeah. project. Um, and mm-hmm. then also, um, it, although it was a runner-up with um, um, Alex Awards, but the Father John Misty was the other winner um, yeah. Yeah. at the Grammys. That's so, right. I mean, it, you know, it sort of validated. We were, you know, focused just on vinyl. Um, but And mm-hmm. as Spencer said, the Grammys also you know, looked at uh, CDs as well. Um, but um, we knew we were, we were on the right track. And the, yeah. other, the other, I mean, the other thing is the Alex Awards last existed about 11 years ago or 12 years ago. And, and uh, you know, it was, it was remarkable that we were able to you know, bring back the brand like that in terms of... Um, That's amazing. You know, that, yeah. yeah. Do you think, I want to ask Michael something really quick. I know that you conceived, it says here, you conceived Record Store Day in 2007. Um, do you think that bringing about an awareness through Record Store Day has has um, basically been a catalyst for a lot of the return of vinyl and then the Alex Awards coming back and then Brian's event coming up and all that? I mean, this is this is kind of cool. You know how ever how the record store day so thing was the concept evolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it, it was like I said mm-hmm. it was by accident. There wasn't any genius involved. It wasn't me or anybody. But and, and the reason for it, record store day relaunching vinyl, which it did, was because it's real dry. It's not really that interesting. It's it's more about um, we created an event that enabled record labels to manufacture and sell something one way. And they knew that they were not going to get anything back, so they got all that money. And when we did it the second year, and it was double what it was the first year, they were like, oh, this is good. By the third year, we were quadrupling or more what we had done the year before. And then Mm -hmm. all the independent labels got in on it. And they said, do you mean if we could press 4,000 of a record and ship it to you guys, to these doors, that's it? (laughs) That's all we have to do? And it's like, yeah. So once that got going, everybody gave them the financial confidence to just start manufacturing, and, and that did not exist in the record store day. Um, and it's just an accident. It wasn't like we knew what we were doing. But I think most great mm-hmm. things in life are like that, you know. Oh, absolutely. Children, I think it's records. a good thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, children and records. Um, you know, is, your, is record store day now international? I noticed that it was. There are some other countries yeah. that are doing record yeah. store day now. Great. It's, it's worldwide. What a great it's, it's thing. celebrated on every continent except for Antarctica. But the science research team that the United States has there in Antarctica does celebrate Record Store Day. They, they, they emailed us this year oh, to wow. say, hey, we don't have a store here, but 
We're going to throw a party for Record Store Day. Well, yeah, it's cool. So it's everywhere pretty much, yeah. I'm actually flying to Japan at the end of the month to work with the organizers over there because they're taking it to a whole another level. So oh, that's this fantastic. is our 11th year. So, so it must be that the turntable year. business wow. is doing really good, right, guys? Yeah. Final I would is think coming so. back, and it's here. It's here. So, Brian, you know, your event well, I, sounds really amazing, too. And uh, the Alex Awards, I know Spencer was so excited about the Alex Awards. He was involved in that this year, yeah. one of the judges. And uh, that's in one of the pictures, by the way. I have uh, some pictures in the flow there. So we have pictures on different events. And uh, um, everybody has a website. Why don't we first give out the Alex um, Awards website and then, Brian, give out your website. And, Michael, I've got your website here, and everybody's on Facebook, too. Um, Larry, what's the website yeah. for you guys? Well, it's makingvinyl.com. Okay. All right. Uh, makingvinyl.com. Yeah, everything yeah. we'll say as far as the event and as far as the, the packaging awards is all going to be is under the umbrella of makingvinyl.com. So we, we've okay. got some information up there from last year, but uh, we're going to be updating, we'll say again very soon, about some real big things that we're planning for this year. Great. Fantastic. And for, and for me, it's just recordstoreday.com. That's it. Yeah. And we have a Facebook page. Yep. Yep. And we have a Facebook page about 400,000 followers, and we uh, uh, invite you to join the party oh. if you're you're into it. It's very. Well, you know, Michael, I I I do my part personally. I I spend at least five hundred dollars at three or four <laughs> different stores for the past four years. And it, you know, it's actually it's funny. I was I'm working on my taxes. I actually spent last year thirty five hundred dollars on records. Wow! 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 I know. Got me beat. Well, is that is that considered to be a business expense now, Larry? Well, <laughs> I think we counting. We'll go for it. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. I want to make I mean, an I want to make an announcement tying into this to show is that uh, Judith and I are going to be curating the vinyl a vinyl show in New York. Uh, by the end of this year or the beginning of 2019, it'll be at the One Art Space Gallery in New York, um, and uh, it'll be 12-inch and 45 uh, historical great pieces, including the Alex Awards, are now making vinyl awards uh, winners, and uh, we're very happy about that, and we're going en route to putting that together right now. That's awesome. awesome. I want to be there. Yeah, yeah that's guys. Great Come event. on, guys, you'll be there, right? And Holly, <laughs> and then, Holly, you'll be there. And then Spencer, of course. And then Spencer, why don't you um, tell a little bit about your background, since uh, we've we, you know, and how you got involved in vinyl? Yeah, I mean, I've been. I guess my whole career, uh, which makes the whole thing happen, has been mostly vinyl in my life with Judith, my partner, and uh, we've designed some incredible, famous musicians. Uh, but we've been a lot of design album covered design shows uh aiga just interviewed us four minute interview and uh which is very honor big honor and we're in their permanent collection and the rock and roll hall of fame we're the only music designers by the way in the rock and roll hall of fame with a link no other music designers have a link which is a great honor and i'm also mm -hmm. uh oma permanent collection but vinyl has been a big thing in my life because i mostly design vinyl 
And so vinyl went into 45s, the LP, and then we did a 545 uh, book, 45 RPM book. And Larry did a nice write-up on our 545 book in 2002. And, Fantastic. Uh, yeah, so it's been in my life, you know. So it's and you're you're mm-hmm. a big vinyl freak too, Holly. So I got to tell people oh, that. Oh, big so time! We, we, oh, we on the show we both uh, nurture that support, both of us. <laughs> I was really excited that we were going to be doing this show because you have basically, um, you know, some of the most, uh, you know, amazing people here talking about Record Store Day and then the Alex Awards and then the Making Vinyl. I mean, it's like it's like that's there. So I, I know a lot of people are really coming back to going to vinyl, especially out here on the West Coast. Um, Michael, do you do anything out here on the West Coast? Because I've seen a couple things pop up here and there. Well, I used to live in L.A., and I actually launched Record Store Day with all my partners while I was living in L.A., mm-hmm. and it became possible mainly because of that, because the guy who's uh, mm-hmm. president of Warner Brothers was kind of a wacky music industry guy from the old days. He was, well, he was a good soul. His name was Tom Beery. And he would listen. And mm-hmm. It was very California, very positive, very sunny. Like, we can do this. I don't think I could have mm-hmm. launched it if I was working out of New York. So California's a big part of, of the Records of Ray story. And then, of course, the very first one was launched in San Francisco. And um, we did a lot of events in L.A. while I was there with uh, Chuck and John Dentor, The Doors. And the city, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Garcetti, the mayor, uh, honored Record Store Day, I think two or three years in a row while I was living there and, and, and would do a proclamation and the whole bit. Yes, a lot of he did. Do that now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in, yeah. I'm in Sonoma, so, so I'm 45 minutes from the city. So, yeah, I remember hearing about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, I want to ask each of you, a question. I want to ask where you see. I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard to really know, but we all want to see vinyl really be the main thing. And you know, we do see a lot of vinyl spinning in in clubs and stuff, and and also places. You know, like you go into different places anymore, and they're just spinning vinyl instead of the regular pre-recorded music and stuff. Um, I want to ask first, Michael, where do you see vinyl going right now? And then uh, I'm going to ask Larry and Brian and then Spencer. Well, I'll, I'll be, make, make a brief. I think it's going to go uh, nowhere but up because as more people experience it, and, and especially the younger generation who makes up about 50, 65% of folks who buy vinyl, new vinyl now, you know, they, it's their thing. It's sort of their generation's way to listen to music. And and I'm, when I say they, I'm, I'm talking about just a small percentage of people that are music nuts. That that percentage is only about 15 or 20% of the population. So these are people that buy a lot of stuff and they're big fans and they get it and they go to concerts and all that. So it's going to be nothing but, but uh, positive for vinyl for, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I you know, Larry. echo that. No, <laughs> uh, no I was just, uh, just going to say that, you know, I talked about my um, background as editing a CD magazine, and once that sort of uh, went away, I tried to talk myself into uh, the digital download world. <laughs> and I just spent, you know, a month digitizing, you know, 4,000 songs or 10,000 songs or something like that, and then 
you know, I had an iPod, but I I didn't really like the experience. And I stupidly sold my record collection. Not all of it, but I kept I kept about 150 records. Oh That's why God. I had to like spend $3500 last year to recreate my collection. But but, but um um you know, I, I so where where is it going? I mean, what you know, what Michael's really been instrumental in doing is is getting the industry to realize that they can't just live on streaming alone. And mm-hmm. the, the CDs are obviously getting phased out. I mean, I heard that uh, last week that Best Buy said they weren't going to be carrying them anymore. Um, yeah, I saw that. What was that all about? Right. So That's I think crazy. what's going to happen is <laughs> vinyl is going to fill the void from a retail distribution um, perspective. And actually, Good. I heard Best Buy was yeah. going to expand their vinyl um That'd be Show. great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to say something about you, Larry, really quickly before we go to Brian, is I really love what you're doing as far as educational-wise, um, what Spencer told me, and also, Brian, you too, um, both of you are taking this even a little step further. You're bringing it into the educational part and letting people know the history. So um, I want to thank all of you for doing this and honoring all of you for for doing this for you know people now. I mean the young adults, the 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 baby boomers, and and the people like us who just love vinyl and remember. Um, so Brian, um, you want to tell us a little bit on your, what your outlook is? Yeah, I I can only be optimistic right now because, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it really just comes down to what vinyl is. And vinyl is, we'll say, an experience which is unlike what you can uh, feel in, we'll say, digital. Um, So Mm -hmm. it, it is something tactile which people like to have in their hands and they like to be able to, We'll say show their friends, and and it's really ironic when I talk to people about kind of what I'm doing right now. They're like, "Oh wow, yeah, that's right." You know, I do have those records. You know, and I and I have been seeing, we'll say, uh, more of a vinyl presence, we'll say, lately. Uh, but you know, I just kind of thought maybe it was a bit of a fad, and I said, "No, it's not." You know, it's it's a really a resurgence and things that in this respect are growing. And we're seeing this also on the manufacturing side too. Uh, We now have 26 pressing plants uh, that are pressing vinyl across the United States. And this is, you know, something that we should be celebrating the fact as well, because it was almost impossible to be able to open up new pressing plants because a lot of the, let's say machines and the equipment were destroyed during the decline of vinyl. Um, so funny, funny stories that I'm hearing about, you know, how people are getting back into it and how they're setting up, we'll say these new pressing plants. One was when I was in Germany, where they said that they had to go to the local museum and actually, uh, negotiate with them that they could take the pressing machine out of the museum and put it back in production again. (laughs) That's great. It's a great story. And, and, that's, and that's kind of the thing that's happening right now. But there are now, we'll say, companies that are making new equipment, which is making the entry point mm-hmm. a lot easier. So if it's becoming more easier for more companies to get involved, i just seeing this getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
And um, what about to, you? Michael, real yeah. quick, yeah, I, Michael, my battery's it. getting ready to die. So I just want to give you a heads up in case you lose me. I'm on my oh. phone here. Oh, well, Michael. Yeah, me. no, we are, we're so happy you're here. Um, and record yeah. store day, guys. Um, let's give out that. I'm going to give out the website again. It's uh, recordstoreday.com, and you are on Facebook. To, and uh, there's a lot of history and a lot of really cool stuff. I went to your blog for uh, Record Store Day, and it's really cool because you've got all these different announcements of different people that are reissuing um, from digital to vinyl, and it's really cool, and a lot of pictures. And we're not just talking about mainstream rock and roll. We're talking about glow, just straight across the board music. So, Wow. It sounds like somebody's making a vinyl record. I don't know. Maybe it's that old old equipment from Germany. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. Oh, I wanted to say about um, the viewpoint on vinyl is that with with our vinyl show that we're doing in New York, we're going to tie it in with some schools. Like kids who oh, rock cool. and and bring like like That's what you awesome. were talking about, Holly, bringing the educational yes, uh, point it is. into it's the important. show and just showing kids or people attending the history of the visuality and how mm-hmm. important it is to. Uh, and I think it ties in perfectly what 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 all these guys are doing on the show. Uh, it's mm-hmm. all immediate, and I'm very happy to do that. And um, I think vinyl is going to be huge. I mean, I always had this. Well, I had this paranoid thing, Larry and Brian, that or Michael, is that when when digital was coming in, I had a real paranoia that kids today would just go to this and this would be it. But it's not true. I mean, musicians really rely on the sound. They re- revere it, and that's why they produce a lot of the vinyl in marketing. Um, you know, their their shows, right? So I'm I'm very mm-hmm. optimistic about vinyl coming back, uh, staying that way, even getting larger. Oh, that's great. You know, before we lose Michael, I want to ask yeah. Michael if there's anything that he would like to say to our listeners today before um, he goes on into the dead zone. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, all right, Michael. I'm in a noisy place. Hopefully, you can hear me. Yeah, you know. I oh no, we can hear you. Record- yeah, Record Store Day was really founded to to support record stores, um, and vinyl has been mm-hmm. a big part of that. But go out and support your record stores. It's an important part of your community. It makes a difference. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's fantastic. Um, you know, a little bit about your background. I know that you've won quite a lot of awards um, and also been instrumental in... You're also the president of the department store, uh, a department of record stores, which is kind of cool. Well, it's, uh, it's a big coalition, and and uh, yeah, it was uh, biggest award was uh, getting a uh, becoming a chevalier, which is the equivalent of being a knight in France, and that was mainly yeah. because they saw what I was doing for communities uh, through Beautiful. record stores day, because they're really mm-hmm. big into supporting local businesses. So that that was that was quite an honor, but. Uh, and haven't been able to go over there to celebrate with his, uh, John Densmore when he was launching his book around the same time. It was all it was all really cool. That's very very neat. And you know what I want to do is go to each of you and ask you what you're currently working on. Let me ask you, Michael, really quick because I know that if you go away, we're not going to know. So I know you're working on Record Store Day, but 
No, but what are you currently working on right now that you want to share with our listeners? Well, we're we're going to launch our list of Record Store Day titles uh, on March 6th at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll launch about 450 titles. It'll be everybody from iconic, huge artists to some new development ones that we like. Personally, myself, I'm looking forward to the NAS reissue of Fungo Bats. The, Todd put together the original two LP set, and um, it came out on CD a while back, but he's put some extra love and touch into it, so it's going to be going to be cool. That's Great. really, really neat. Yeah, very, very cool. Well, I want to thank you for being here today, and I hope that you can stay with us um, as long as you can. Um, I okay. want to ask Larry what you're currently working on right now, and yes. then ask Brian. So, yeah. So I'm working on the, the conference program for the second Making Vinyl. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we put together like a wish list of of keynote speakers, and then Brian uh, did a bunch of research to people who attended the first one. Uh, it was all great con- uh, constructive criticism. I mean, uh, I think it was like 97 percent or 99 percent of people said the conference was very good or excellent um but at the same time we recognize ways that we could improve it and and what we wanted to do was not repeat exactly everything we did the first time there were a lot of areas that we didn't have an opportunity to get into uh such as consumer electronics like turntables and things like that so we're, we're focused on on doing that um uh, this time around Maybe Michael's trip to Japan will help with that. <laughs> uh, oh wow! Yeah, that would be. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I. I mean, last time I had the wish list of Jack White at the top of the list, and then it came true. Um, um, th- this time I don't want to like you know, you know, tell you what I'm working on because it's a little too premature, you know. At this age, um, we do have one. Um, Brian received a word a confirmation that um, uh, the president of Sony Music International, Gerard Bloom, is a big proponent of vinyl. Will be uh, speaking uh, in October, so we have our first confirmation. Oh, that's great! Oh, wow, nice. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, anything else, Larry, that you want to add to that? Um. Well, one one area that we Brian and I discussed that we're definitely bringing is um, a, a panel on women in vinyl. Uh, Holly, oh, nice! You probably appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we had we had women there, and some of them were in managerial positions and CEOs of companies, and we thought it was an opportunity to really, um, you know, shine a light on that, and um, actually. Uh, in August, I went to Michael's Record Store Day summer camp, and I had met a few oh, um, women who uh, um, managed record stores, and some of them mm-hmm. actually came to um, our event in Detroit. Um, and it was funny, I wrote about this for Long Live Vinyl, a really great magazine out of the U.K., and the final line in the uh, article was about how um, that um, – she was, she was, this, Lisa Foster was her name. She was talking about how she used to be a sociology professor at a college. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, mm-hmm. you know, don't make fun of your um, female employees and just give them 
you know, social media so that uh, they do these selfies in your store. That's like great advertising, don't you realize? And, and, and the other thing that you should be doing is cleaning your bathrooms. And that last that's funny i want to i i wanted to say we did lose michael and uh again we are very appreciative of michael calling in and being part of this uh vinyl um show and uh, we wanted to talk about record store but larry wow that's so funny i just wanted to let everyone know that michael's gone he's left the building okay. Um, <laughs> Elvis has left the building. Yeah. So, uh, Larry, finish your thought. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, we're just um, trying to. I'm gonna um, go clean my bathroom in... now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things that we're going to do, Brian and I, am, I'm working on. And Brian's from Detroit, by the way. Um, so we, we uh-huh. want, one oh, of the things neat. that we missed the first time. Besides Jack we and and his company, Third Man Pressing, we didn't really have a lot about Detroit's music uh, history. You know, so this time we'll probably cover Motown a little bit. Um, wow. You know, and, and, and some of the other, you know, great things that came out of Detroit over the years. Yeah. It would make sense. Ooh, that's exciting. I'm excited about that. That sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. So, Brian, where are you? Are you there? <laughs> I'm still here, yeah. Okay. Brian, what are you currently working on right now? Well, uh, I'm working along with Larry um, to, we'll say, develop the conference. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts that go into, we'll say, coordinating and producing, we'll say, the next edition of Making Vinyl. Um, it's, 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 it's kind of ironic, though, because we, we have, we'll say, time on our side this time. When we, were, we came to the idea of putting together, we'll say, uh, making vinyl this last November, we only had like less than four months to put it together. And, um, it, you know, as you can imagine, it was a tremendous amount of work. And now that we want to make this, we'll say, bigger and better for the, uh, the next one in October, um, there's a lot that's, we'll say, preoccupying me and in, 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 in putting that together. But at the same time, also, what we want to do uh, next year is, is we want to have two making vinyls. So um, when, when wow. I say two, one making vinyl Europe and one making vinyl oh the United States. That's a so, Yeah, so yeah, we, it, even though Detroit was very international, we had a lot of people that came in from, I, I can't remember exactly, 17, 18 different countries, Larry, um, that yep. came to Detroit. Um, so the Detroit this year, of course, will be our premier event, and the U.S. event going forward will be the international event. But right. we also feel that there is an audience that might not be able uh, easily uh, that can come to the United States. So we're going to bring it to them so that we can, we'll say, work oh, with nice. them to help further develop the market. Yeah, and it's, it really comes down to, you know, sharing the experiences of best practices and we'll say fill, we'll say that the gap of where maybe some of the misconceptions may be. Mm-hmm. Um, what was interesting, what we did in, um, in Detroit this last time, a lot of these folks have worked together for many years, but they never physically met each other. So by having Detroit, it, it was a great opportunity for everybody to come together 
and that's what we want to do in Europe as well. So we're we're probably looking at doing that. We'll say in we'll say late spring, early mm-hmm. summer, um, and then of course keep the, the the making vinyl here in the United States uh, around the same time, October November. Let me ask you a question. I, I better ask Larry this because he's written articles on s- statistics. Larry, isn't there a big uh, uh, vinyl thing in England and in the UK? Well, I, I mean, England has always been better developed, I think, in terms of um, appreciation of physical media. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think they sort of, um, you, you know, had the uh, the superstore type concept, um, which unfortunately has gone away both places. Although Amoeba Records is still, you know, pretty massive in L.A. And we were talking with Michael before about that. Um, but um, they, what they, what the British have that we don't have is a music press that's thriving. And people apparently still buy, you know, music rec, uh, music uh, magazines um, in, a, in a mass way. Um, I mean, we have some specialist publications here. Uh, about record collecting, but they're not as big as the you know what goes on in the UK. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So I mean, this is one of the reasons I've always written for British magazines as well. Um, yeah. Because yeah. there are many places in the US to to, to do it. Um, yeah. So. And the um, print, what, Larry, the yeah. printing of vinyl too, right? Is big there, right? The printing of vinyl records. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, Brian and I were on a a phone call yesterday with Jack Stoughton, who has the, the biggest um, printing um, press of um, uh, LP covers. They've been oh, around wow. for over 50 years. Um, and and one of the questions I had for him was whether he was doing overseas, and he said, yeah, he does a lot mm. of work for overseas clients. Mm. So, um, you know, Brian's right. That, you know, there are now uh, manufacturing plants all over the world, um, and you know that's like one very important piece of the puzzle, right? You know to have the, to have printing. You know some. I mean, most of them don't don't attempt to do it in house because mm-hmm. it's such a, a specialized art. You know, Spencer better. You know better than anyone. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You no, know, I wanted to ask a question about printing a vinyl, and we were talking about how you said that there aren't that many presses, you know, that are active. And stuff like that. What's involved in in actually printing? I'm sorry, my voice is going. <clears throat> printing an actual LP. What is involved in that? Does anybody actually been there from the conception of when they actually press a record? Well, there's you know there's a whole planning process. You know what mm-hmm. they want, but there's there's a lot of different variables about. What type of ink? What type of paper? What you know is what the construction of the um, the, the package is going to be. Um, you know, so for example, one of the uh, packages that won an Alex Award. Um, and by the way, we're changing uh, to to bring it closer to um, the the conference. Uh, we're, go- we're going to be calling it the Making Vinyl Awards uh, this year, um, and there'll be an Alex Steinweiss. Uh, best in show award uh, to keep that continuity. Um, but um, uh, to your point, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different variables. 
now a lot of um, the, the machinery, um, you know, as the same with pressing records, that that machinery was like mothballed a long time ago. So the, I think they're bringing back, you know, machines mm-hmm. that they, they sell on mm-hmm. eBay. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, in the past, they, you know, it looked as like scrap metal. You know, yeah. now, mm-hmm. now they see how important it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not not only the presses, but also the cutting lathes as well. You know, just a lot of that was just, we'll say, thrown away. So there are not that many, we'll say, still that are out there. And I don't know if there are, we'll say, companies that are actually producing new lathes. So what what is out there is kind of what a lot of people are using and. There isn't like you can go to Amazon and order another one. So uh, there, no, there, there are, we'll say, yeah, so there, it, it, it takes, we'll say, longer to, we'll say, manufacture in vinyl. Um, a lot of that was because there wasn't, we'll say, the capacity to do pressing. Now pressing is, we'll say, increasing, so there's more outlets that you can go to. But then it also comes down to the actual cutting of the actual lacquer itself. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a bottleneck there where we're, we're, we're going to see some maybe new technologies. Um, you know, who would think that there's actually going to be a lot of innovation in vinyl, but there, there is. And, and some of that was discussed in Detroit about, you know, what are the next steps of what we can do to increase efficiency um, um, how how can we share the best practices so we can ensure quality? Uh, because mm-hmm. you know there are we'll say time to times where somebody might get an album and it just doesn't we'll say look right or it's it's dished or it's just not tracking right when you put it on a turntable. Mm-hmm. Now certain turntables may have an effect as to why it may not track, but it also kind of comes down to well maybe it wasn't pressed right so. Within making vinyl and through the education that we're providing in the conference, uh, we're, we're also mm-hmm. creating what we, we would say is a, a making vinyl alliance where we're going to kind of set some standardization to kind of ensure that, you know, all of the, we'll say, manufacturing part is, uh, we'll say, the same from one plant to another. At least we want that to be. But you also have to understand, though, too, that when you, we'll say, mix will say your master, you have to also make sure that you're mastering correctly for vinyl. Um, because, you know, exactly. That is, right. what, what's happened now is, is, you know, everybody can become a, we'll say a producer and we'll say they can edit everything on their computer and it sounds mm-hmm. great on a digital file for CD, but it might not sound so good for vinyl. So, you know, that's, mm-hmm. these are the type of things that we want to explain and we want to get the word out there so that, when when people buy vinyl, they say, "Oh man, this is this is cool. This is great." Now I understand why people are buying it because it sounds so warm and different to to what I'm experiencing in the digital space. Yeah, oh, that, sure. that, Brian, that's a great point you brought up about the uh, making of a vinyl with the sound of either digital or what we call the pure vinyl sound. Right, that is mm-hmm. major. Important to to know about, and a lot of these vinyls are sold with that digital, right, Brian, and not, not the real pure. Well, yeah, it's you know, we'll say, okay, let's let's just you know understand that you know most will say music source now is going to be coming from a digital file, 
Mm-hmm. So um, that, but it if it's we'll say processed correctly, you know, it's right. going to sound great on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, then some of the older we'll say material going back may be coming from an analog source. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is a conversation that we're having within the group right now. How how can we from a consumer advocacy point or education point, how can we show that transparency of where it's actually mm-hmm. being yeah. made or how it's being made? And this mm-hmm. is, we'll say, mm-hmm. something that we're working on right now as well. So that Good. when you go into uh, 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 the record store and you're doing some crate diving and you pull something out, you can go, oh, okay, this is actually coming from the original analog source. And mm-hmm. you can understand then how it was then manufactured um, yeah. from there, rather than maybe looking on Google and still not maybe able to to find exactly how it was manufactured. Mm-hmm. Wow, great! That's a great point. So is that is that what they talk about when they say it's been remastered? It's a remastered version. It's then just been re digital. Is it from the digitalized or from the analog? Or what are they doing with that? Uh, well, it could be done a number of different ways, but generally, though, mm-hmm. if it's coming from a digital file, uh, if it was produced mm-hmm. to go directly to digital, it would have to be remastered for vinyl. Okay. It's just because okay. there's just too much energy Point that out. would be going mm-hmm. into the vinyl itself, which would it just wouldn't reproduce very well when you're trying to play it back on your turntable. Oh, sure. And as I mentioned, there's, yeah. there's there's different levels of turntables out there as well. So some might not be able to reproduce it um, at, we'll say, what the uh, the artists were actually envisioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, I'm asking yeah. so many Holly, technical sure. questions, but I want to know, you know. <laughs> no, but Holly, you just, you just brought up a really good point, though, because I remember when I was in New Orleans, I bought a record mm-hmm. by Screaming Jay Hawkins that on the mm-hmm. cover it said all uh, you know all original hits you know and um, I was expecting um, um, you know his his original hit I put a spell on you I wanted like a really good version of that yeah 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 you know, it was a sealed uh-huh. record paid like twenty dollars for mm-hmm. the record and then when yeah. I put it on the turntable I realized no it wasn't the original. Um, oh, you know, wow. hit yeah. hit version of it. It was like a shoddy re-recording that sounded digital in terms oh, wow. of you know, like the warm sound was not there at all, and right. the arrangement mm-hmm. wasn't what I you know knew what it should sound, and I, I was really ticked off. So <laughs> it you would know, be. Um, you know, I didn't. You know, I mean, I I didn't realize this until I got back to New York, so I wasn't gonna like send oh, wow. it back to New Orleans, yeah. but you know. Um, so, you know, I think the consumers need to know more information. They do. You know, about what and they're you know, buying. Because it reflects on the whole industry. Very, Absolutely. very true. Absolutely. And I, I feel also people need to realize that when they're holding a vinyl record in their hands and this, this and, and you're seeing the actual beautiful artwork and the packaging and everything, which is Spencer's uh, forte, I think that they need to realize how much love and how much work really goes into this. Um, so much right. more work, I think, than just doing other forms of music. Okay, I'm not even going to go there. But, you know, it's like this is like the real deal. This is how we got it out there. Um, you know, this is like the the true essence of sound. 
So um, I, I, I appreciate everything that every one of you are doing, and especially Michael, um, bringing about an awareness with Record Store Day and yourself with the Alex Awards and the making of vinyl, Brian, um, and also Spencer, your design. Um, you know, it's so important we all know um, really what goes on behind. That's why I wanted to bring out what's really entailed in making this and the difference between when they say, oh, it's, uh, you know, a new sound and this and that. But this is great. This is great information. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, um, we 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 can definitely do another show just on this topic, and you know, uh, oh, yeah. happy to come back for that one day. No, yeah, we, we should love do it. Holly, that'd be great. We, we should do a show after the next event, you know, guys, and um, mm-hmm. like reform what's going on in this whole vinyl tradition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right. and you know, I wanted to thank everyone for uh, making the time today. And uh, again, if you missed the beginning of the show, and when everyone tunes in today at 2 o'clock, which it was originally broadcasted at, um, you'll be able to hear this. Um, and it's uh, really great information. If you tuned in late, you can listen to it live on iTunes and also as a download afterwards as a podcast. Um, I just really think that this is really important information because it's it's really a coming of ways um, for a lot of people. And Spencer, I think that your part in the artistic end, and then Brian and Larry's part, you know, and um, Michael's part on the bringing about the awareness and the educational part of it, and now you're getting involved in the educational part too, Spencer, is really yeah, important. You know, yeah, to all yeah. Our I, I think you brought up a good point, Holly. Very good point about mm-hmm. the education of this whole thing, and it's bringing this new, so the, the new generation yeah. as well. Just what you're bringing up, Holly, which is very important. The new generation uh, seeing what is going on, and and so glad that they're responding in a positive way to this. You know, that's mm-hmm. another incredible thing. Uh, that's a good point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, Larry and Brian, did you have anything more you wanted to add to this before we end our show today? Well, yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, you can't really make this stuff up. (laughs) It was a home entertainment format format that quickly got replaced by supposed advanced technologies in quick succession, like CDs and digital downloads and streaming. And then only for it to reemerge as a deluxe product that consumers are willing now to pay twice as much for a newly pressed record than they did for a CD, you know, which mm-hmm. if you remember was like twice the much, twice as much when CDs first happened than you were paying for a record. So, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like an amazing, com- it's just, it defies the logical and economic sense because it's a petroleum based mm-hmm. product. You know the oil. You know, <laughs> um, and it's just incredible how it's come back. I mean, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm completely. I mean, it's it's actually allowed me to recapture my youth in a way. And that's um, so, so awesome. I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Paul? I oh, know Brian. Brian, you there? Oh yeah, me, me, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, me it's too. like Paul um, <laughs> calling you, Paul. Sorry about I, that. I was going. Paul? Paul joined the line? Paul? <laughs> oh, no, no, Brian. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Beatles, no. okay? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so you're thinking vinyl now, right? You're just going, oh, yeah, okay. I kind am. Of, kind of I'm what a, Larry said, yeah. you know, you know uh, re- bringing back those youth again, and and yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's 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 fun to be a part of this, and I'm really, isn't it? We'll say blessed to be in this because um, you know I've been working in we'll say other we'll say formats of uh, mm-hmm. physical media for a very long time. And I've seen what's happened to, we'll say, other forms of physical media and how it could actually, um, we'll say, get people, in a a sense, very depressed about the future, about what physical media could be. And now when we see something physical like this now coming back in such a big way, it's, it's nice to have that experience. I was going to, you know, it's funny, I was going to call this event Back to the Future, Back to the Future. That would have because, been fun. That would yeah, been fun. because it, it's bringing back my life, how I was brought up with vinyl, and just bring it back to what's going to be going on. So that's a great title, Back to the Future, you know. Absolutely. And, and Spencer, <laughs> what did you want to um, add to the end of the show? Well, I was very happy that all of us were on and we're all in that same uh, uh, mindset and um, – Let's let's keep it going, and it's a important mindset. And I uh, hope that everybody attends the Making Vinyl event uh, next time in Detroit or even in Europe, where it's going to be. So, and then your event what, again is going to be where again in New York? I'm going. We haven't planned on a date yet. Uh, we're okay. still in the beginning stages, but uh, I also want to mention Sylvia Reed will be involved with the curating with me and Judith and Sean Master Smith, one of the Alex uh, or Making Vinyl judges is involved with back in and a, a great musician Tony Mann is helping us with the event. So there's a lot of people oh, nice. involved to make yeah to make and yeah. Tony was on our show, right, Holly and uh mm-hmm. and, and um, Love Tony. And I want to tell everybody on the show that Lawrence Azarod, remember this Holly Lawrence Azarod we had Lawrence on. Yeah. Lawrence Azarod won won the Grammy and won the Alex Award. We're on our show before he even entered the (laughs) events. We thought, and we both we were, and I'm a space head. I'm not meaning like a space out person, but I'm I'm like always been interested in space and wanted to actually be an astronaut, but actually (laughs) wanted to be an astronomer. No, I wanted uh, to be an astronomer, like, wow. you know, working yeah. with, you know, all the different stars and everything. And um, it was just so, it was so much, so interesting to hear him talk about what he did and what this whole project was about with that. Yeah. That must yeah. have been such a blind, mind-blowing thing to have that win the award. Um we knew, though, that that Larry, was Larry, remember, thing. you're the one who called me up when it, when it was entered. Larry. And you told me, Larry Larry tells me, Holly, he says, he says, Spencer, this is going to win. And I said, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. And all of a sudden I saw it and I said, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean, Larry? <laughs> yeah, it was, it Very was a much. pretty impressive package. Yeah. Yeah, 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 amazing, right? Amazing. And, and well, also I what's say... interesting about that, oh, go ahead. It, it was um, yeah. a Kickstarter project, actually. It oh, was. They, they, they doubled right. the amount of money that they were planning on, um, wow. you know, wow. that they needed. Well, who, yeah. who wouldn't want to invest well. in something that was going to go to space with uh, all these different languages and all these different greetings and history um, on, you know, I mean, who knows who's <laughs> listening to it now, right? We don't know. <laughs> right. That's so cool. That's
that's yeah. just a cool thing. Well, I want to thank each of you again for um, being part of this and, and educating us more on this and myself. And also want to thank Michael for calling in as well for Record Store Day. And uh, both you and Larry and also Spencer, thank you so much for being here today. Um, thank you. And Spence, Holly. you and I are going to be back. And Spencer, you and I are going to be back next Friday. That's um, right. At our usual time, 2 p.m. And uh, I have a song that I wanted to end with today um, that I found that was kind of cool. You know, I asked Spencer what songs should we play on this show, and he says you pick them. Well, yeah. I opened up with. Uh, all right now, which I hope you guys great. all like, because yeah. it's one of my favorite songs. It's just uh, like, who can't be like happy when they hear that song? That's a great right? song, great um, song, Holly. But I have another song that I found that's really cool. It's kind of like um, it's it's that uh song called Vinyl Records by Todd Snyder. Do you guys know that? Oh wow! <laughs> no, I never heard it. Wow! No, Spencer, do you know it? No, Spencer, you that's a it? great one, Holly. Well, listen to it. It is funny, <laughs> and it is great. And um, with that, I want to say great it's Friday, song. guys. Don't don't drink and drive. It's early <laughs> in the day. You can still have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. Oh. And, um, again, you can listen to the show afterwards. And it will be um, when people tune in at 2, it will be there for people to listen to. Cool. So, uh Thank you guys for calling in, and, and Larry and Brian, thank you so much for being here. And, again, Michael, thank you for calling in, and uh, Spencer, you too. Thank and you, with darling. that, See you, you have to listen to this song. It's oh, so yeah. funny. Don't, ha- <laughs> don't hang up. Listen to this. Okay. Guys See you, guys. Thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you, Holly. You're very welcome. Hopefully it will <laughs> play here now. Oh, it's just spinning and spinning. Okay, hold on a second here. I'm going to refresh. It'll play. But, you know, what's really important about this whole thing is that it was able, we're able we were able to get the show out, you know, and uh, everyone was able to be here. And you know what? For some reason, my studio is locked up. I think it's because it's prime time right now. Oh. Um, no, but it's okay. We're going to get it to play somehow here so um you guys all have a great weekend and uh, if we can't get this to play which it doesn't seem like it's going to because it's just spinning it's a really funny song it talks about the person having i'm trying to refresh this right now um a bunch of different vinyl records and it's pretty funny that way so Is that the title, um, Holly? anyway vinyl it's called vinyl records by todd okay. snyder I check it out. And yeah, it's pretty funny. And with that, we'll go ahead and we'll just end the show because for some reason the studio has locked up. I don't know why, but okay. it's all good. We're all it's here. Rock and roll. Okay, so thank you guys for calling in. All right, thank you. Yeah. Okay. See you guys. Right. See you guys. Bye. See you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. 